This is the Servers Radio Network. Welcome to this edition of A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. The premise of the show is that everyone is leading something or someone. Whether you're a parent leading your family, a coach leading a team, a team member leading a few, or a CEO leading an organization. We're all on the path of being a leader. Thus, the title of the program is A Server's Journey. Thanks, Larry. And I I really hope that everybody listening will be able to walk this journey of leadership with us. I want to say a special thank you to everyone who attended the Florida, Georgia Lay Leadership Summit in Orlando. It was Larry and I's distinct pleasure to be able to personally share our thoughts um, as we are all on this journey of being servant leaders. And I do hope we added value, Larry. I was a little bit skeptical if we did, but I'm Hopeful. Well, it's amazing how many were perking up their ears to, to hear us and to hear us each week here on A Server's Journey. Yep. Well, Larry, what's on tap for this edition of A Server's Journey? Well, we're going to start with one of your favorite segments, Epic, Epic Moments and Leadership. Leadership. Wow. that Larry, I love when you do that, and I'm pleased to have here in the studio a new member of The Server's Journey's team, Isabella. And can you say her last name? Isabella Senzamichi. You got it. You got it. See? That's a she, good name. Right? She, she's nodding her head. She, okay. She's, we like that. Yes. That's a very good Italian name. Now, I, I know you uh, have a phrase at Chick-fil-A, a t- uh, talent in transition. Yeah. And I remember that Isabella, as a high school student, used to work for you in the store, and then she went off to FSU and served two stores while going to college. And now she's on her on back on our team again. This is fantastic. Absolutely. And I think we have uh, more of those this one or that one questions for Isabella also. And now it's time once again for Epic, Epic Moments, Moments in Leadership. leadership. All right, and today we're going to talk about Mary Kay Ash, who started Mary Kay Cosmetics in 1963, and her goal was to provide women with the kind of opportunities that she thought were being denied to women in the 60s, and I think that absolutely was true. So she and her son built the multi-level marketing company, um, according to Direct Selling News, to the sixth largest network marketing company in the world, by 2015 and she had a wholesale volume of over 3.7 billion whoa what did she do as a leader in the very beginning you know mary Kay had chosen in in the beginning as a corporate symbol the bumblebee and as any aerodynamic engineer that's easy for me to say yeah will tell you bumblebees can't fly its wings are too small to lift its body but since none of the engineers bothered to tell the bumblebee, it flies anyways. So Mary Kay Cosmetics flew away yeah. and with Mary Kay's devotion and her concern for individuals, their lifestyle. That was, that was probably one of the greatest things she did. Yeah, absolutely. And this commitment from the top and the devotion carried Mary Kay Cosmetics into being a recognized leader and a good servant leader. Yeah, and, and I always remember those pink Cadillacs. You remember those that people yes, I, could win? Yeah. yeah. So that was a great, uh, great company for sure. So the question is, what kind of a leader are you going to be today? <laughs> 
All right, so today we're going to welcome Isabella Senzamichi. Is that right? Yes, that's so right. <laughs> it's just like Destefano. It's it's nothing like Destefano. Are you <laughs> it's easy for me to say Destefano because it's my name. Isn't <laughs> she from Italia too? She well, yeah. Her background yeah. is Italian. Her both your mom and dad are just your mom. Both of them. My dad's yeah. actually half Irish, yeah. but Ooh. he's the one that you it's know has, gives me the Senzamichi. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, we're we're. Um, welcoming Isabella here and she has a lot of what we like to say where the rubber meets the road so we talk a lot about theory and philosophy and the reasons to be a servant leader and she gets to live it every day um, and so tell us your title and where you worked and and so forth okay great um so I uh, was the senior hospitality director for uh, two chick-fil-a's in Tallahassee Florida um, I started as a team member um, here with uh, Rocky, actually, in Claremont um, as a 16-year-old. <laughs> and then once I moved to college there um, in Tallahassee, I worked as a team member, graduated college, and then worked my way kind of up the front of house leadership. So I was a team leader, worked as a team leader for a little bit, then worked as a team supervisor, um, moved up to a area director role. Um, I, I worked as an area director um, at one location, and then my operator approached me and four other people about working as senior directors, so being in charge of a specific area of the business for two different locations in Tallahassee. So there I served as a senior hospitality director. Okay, so now um, I know that you are a true servant, and we saw it at 16... But she learned nothing from us. I can tell you that when she worked for us, we were still trying to figure it out. So everything she is, she owes to Terry. He's been a great, great he leader really for has. her. But the resume goes a long way, sir. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. She she could do. She knew Chick Fil A, so they were. Yeah. Hey, this is a great. Yeah. A great find. Now you're. That's a college town, right? Yes. Go it Nulls. is. Go Nulls. Mm -hmm. now, go Nulls. It's got to be a different market than what you're used to in our small town of. Claremont. Oh, absolutely. And as a hospitality director, finding ways to integrate hospitality in the restaurant is very different with, you know, 18 to 24 year olds than it is with kind of the family environment that surrounds a lot of Chick-fil-A's. Um, even when I was working at two different locations, um, one location had a little bit more families living in the area. The other had more college students. And, and it's different. I, I would imagine like trying to figure out ways to serve a college student is much different than a family. Oh, so, so different. I mean, certain events that you can even hold in your yeah. stores. I mean, having like a kid's event or, you know, where they can come and paint, um, paint little like wooden cows. Um, that wouldn't really work in the college area, even though the one that I started at near the college doesn't have a playground. Um, so it's it's very it's very tailored to that customer. So the hospitality we do is geared towards people who bring their dogs to the drive through. So they those dog treats really really help those customers want to come back because they're always bringing their dogs to the drive through. Yes, yes. you know I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> so so how did you what has influenced you the most about because I, I again we mentioned you're you're a true servant uh, you're definitely a leader and I know it's your heart. Um, how have you come to that? Um, I would say that really just kind of my arc, um, through the Chick-fil-A leadership line, um, really learning how to fail with grace, <laughs> um, as I was a team leader and team supervisor and really kind of envisioning what I wanted for myself and how I wanted to be taught and how I wanted to learn 
to lead others. Um, so really coming alongside of the people around me as a team leader, I was kind of one of the only team leaders in the store at the time. And I was working 40, 50 hours a week after I graduated college. So mm. um, yeah, so learning learning to to communicate with my team members. And like I said, even as a senior director, I I would tell my team leaders and my team supervisors and my area directors, hey, I've been in your shoes before. <laughs> I've walked through every path that you've been right, in. You know? Right, which, which means a lot because I think when you have been through it, they know that you're not too good to do it. Oh, and yeah. You, you had to live it. Oh, yeah. And I will always say, I will, you know, I'll, I'll pour the lemonade in the machine. I'll stand next to you and I'll help you bag. I'll run trays with you. Um, you know, I want my team leaders to know that I'm there as their support system. Yeah, I, I read your final Facebook post and you were saying goodbye to your team. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll get to this because she's got a huge, exciting, scary life change happening. <laughs> but um, your last post was... You might not miss spilling lemonade on yourself, yeah. but everything else you'll miss. <laughs> right. <laughs> I will. I will. I loved working alongside of those team members. And there are days where team members were teaching me things. Yeah, um, you know, as you kind of move up in the business, unfortunately, the nature of a higher leadership role is you get a little a little more detached yeah. as mm-hmm. as you know as much as you don't want that to happen. Yeah, because your your eyes are on the bigger uh, exactly, picture. Exactly, on yeah. your goal setting, your vision setting for the entire store, so. Right. And we, you know, you look at and we've talked about this before in other episodes, what makes you a great leader is your desire to connect with your team, mm-hmm. but when you have 200 people across two stores, it's much different than when you have 30 or 40 people that oh, you work with. Oh, yes. And that's why my goal is to, I always tell my team leaders this too, you got to make little mini-me's out of yourself. You have to duplicate yourself. You know, yeah. you have to kind of somehow instill that heart for people in the people that you're working with and around you. So tell me, um, it, it, you have leaders that are, of course, across all spectrums. Some people come to it, they gravitate to leader, a servant leadership just naturally. Mm-hmm. And then some are a harder harder pill to yeah. you know take have you had success with helping somebody who was not naturally a servant leader become one? Oh, absolutely absolutely <clears throat> um so um at the store i kind of created an evaluation process for leaders and when i was leader kind of just wasn't there i was just kind of you know doing my best and hoping that what i was doing was correct um sure, yeah. so um that was something that was important for me to give to the leaders underneath me was just just consistent feedback. So um, I, I would always say to them too, you know, your evaluations, nothing on your evaluation should be a surprise. Um, we should be giving you on the clock feedback in a constructive and positive way. Um, so I did develop um, kind of a one-on-one system where I would have a one-on-one with each team leader um, once a month. And then alternately um, per quarter, they would actually be scored. Um, so through those development conversations, um, one leader in particular, I remember, great, I mean, just amazing with um, follow through and getting tasks done, but her relationship with team members. It's not there. Very strained. Yeah, yeah very strained. <clears throat> it's all in the delivery of, you know, what she was asking them and um, really kind of not really understanding how to utilize herself and utilize um work ethic alongside of them she was kind of standing around just kind of telling them what to do and maybe not so nice of a way right um and that didn't come naturally to her but everything else did so we had a few one-on-ones um where i just you know you say very openly and honestly hey you are excelling in these areas of the business but if you want to be the best you can be 
That's um, a piece. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, and now she's one of the area directors there. And it's crazy, the turnaround she's made, just from that honest and open feedback. So so you you attribute that, the fact that you had the guts to be real with her. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's something that, for me, was the biggest growth piece for me. I mean, that's... You're a very nice person. I, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to... You know, I want everybody to like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah. Um, but you're not going to if you deliver in the right way, you that's know? Right. And if you are developing a culture where everyone has a growth mindset. Yeah. And, of course, you're going to run into people who don't want to listen to the feedback and yeah. you know <laughs> and some and sometimes they'll self-select themselves out oh yeah and sometimes they they won't they'll have to be asked to leave right. but probably in both situations it's better for them mm-hmm. you know we we talk about it, we have a little well i meditate <laughs> because i tend to be like you I, I like to be liked i want to be a positive influence and so i have to remind myself that conflict is necessary and useful yeah. Now we want good conflict. We want there to be a good give and take and be constructive, but sometimes a person has to hear what they have to improve. Oh yeah, and reflecting yeah. on the conversations that you know were had with me as I was growing as a leader. Um, sometimes hearing those hard things, I would go home and I'd, I'd be upset yeah. and I'd be like, that's not true. Here are all the reasons yes. why that's not true. And then yes. once I took a step back to reflect, yeah. I would say, okay. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to grow, yeah. I have to internalize this and I have to think about ways to change this. Yeah. there. You know, you always hear about the, uh, what is it, the seven stages of grief or five stages. Yeah. So I think that there's one for like growth, <laughs> so true. you know, the, the, the stages of growth where you're going to have to, at first you might get mad and then there's denial at some point. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> I have to deal with this. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. I like that. Yeah, see, right. Well, she's going to, she's going to edit it. <laughs> What, gonna, were, <laughs> what were some of the things you were looking for in those conversations when you were talking with the leaders, other people? Mm-hmm. Um, I am really looking for them to give me some ideas on how I can help them grow. Um, so I will always sit down and tell them, okay, so we're having this evaluation process. This is a chance for us to give you feedback. This is also a chance for you to give us feedback and let us know, are we missing anything? You know, where are the gaps that we can fill in your knowledge, whether it's training, whether it's a leadership competency, like, uh, like confronting your direct reports or, um, you know, so I was really looking for, for them once maybe an issue was addressed for them to say, okay, can you give me some tangible ways to improve this. That's good. That's very good. So I'm getting, I'm writing a lot down here because we like to do a recap and I, I do feel, um, so I understand what it's like to be in a Chick-fil-A owner operator. Um, but as, as you said, you get a little bit further away. Mm-hmm. So I have to kind of go back in and into the fray and remind myself what it's like. What you're giving us is these are real world. I mean, okay, this just happened. And it, it seems pretty. It sounds pretty when you read it in a book or when you hear it on a podcast. And then you have to deal with real life. Oh, yeah. So tell me about maybe, and, and this is a, it's going to be maybe a little bit hard, but, but talk about a great success with a customer or with a team member and then maybe uh, something that you wish you could take back, something mm-hmm. that you didn't maybe do as well. <laughs> Ooh. Um, there was, I'll start with something that I wish uh, that I did a little better, retrospectively. It's I amazing guess. how we always go to that yeah. first. We always remember those more. <laughs> yep. Um, there's a few, yeah. um, you know, and I like to say I've learned from them. Um, but there, there was a team leader who was kind of consistently falling short of the standard we had given him. Um, 
consistently over and over and over again and with multiple development conversations it just wasn't working right um and uh it came to the point where he was stealing from the restaurant and for me i think because i am within a similar age bracket of those that i do work with and this was very very early on in my leadership it was something that I, I I didn't really turn a blind eye to, but I did a little bit. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I kind of yeah. I would address it halfway, but then I would let some of his lesser offenses kind of slide by the wayside, and yeah. you know, um, and uh, it just really uh, it really negatively affected the morale of our team. Um, you know, when yeah. when you're not upfront with someone about where they can go, it just it just and the team knows it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the team was looking at me saying, "Why aren't you addressing this?" You know. Yeah, and then you lose credibility right. because they're saying, "Well, what kind of? I mean, how? What kind of leader are you? You're exactly. letting this happen." Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something I would do differently, and I still think about this individual. Yeah. You know, pretty pretty often because I really don't feel like I set him up for success in his future endeavors. You know, hopefully he will have taken yeah. a little bit to heart. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, sometimes it, you can't always save somebody, but you can definitely present to them the truth. Yeah, and then hope that they learn. Yes, you know. And I've got a situation just like that where I I know I failed, and my failure wasn't in having to let the person go; it was in having and not. Being a man enough to share right. with them, right. hey, this is a real deal. Here, yeah, so. exactly. Okay, so how about a good? How about a really good story to pick us up? Here? Oh yeah, please, <laughs> I need it. Um, let's see. Um, I'm thinking. Um, so, and, and we can stop if you need to. Too, okay, so. great. Um, I think my big, biggest success with um, a leader was uh, so when I was working at two different stores. Um, it was hard for me to get that one-on-one time because yeah. I was at one store three days a week and then the other two or three. Um, so, so you truly were kind of over both stores yes. going between the two. Yeah, taking care of in-store events, also right. coaching and leadership development, um, any guest complaint um, that came through as a CARES call, um, anything like that. So um, as I was at both different stores, yeah, it was it was kind of tough to get that individual feedback to the people that I wanted to. Um, but when I when I was at one particular store, there was a leader, um, her name was Roshan. I know she would not mind me sharing her name. Uh, and uh, she, I remember her running into the office and sitting down on the chair and just dissolving into tears. Mm. And she just was like, Isabella, I cannot do this. I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I'm so overwhelmed. A guest just screamed at me because I picked something off the floor and I didn't wash my hands. And I know that I, I shouldn't have done that, but I did. Right. Um, so um, I remember that conversation so clearly because it was invigorating. So I sat down with her and I just we just spent an hour and a half going over list and list and list of, you know, every potential future scenario, um, an opening list, a closing list, every like nugget of info that I had attained over the years. Um, And I remember the next week she texted me because I think I was at the other store and said, I just ran the best shift I have ever run in my life. <laughs> and she yeah. said, and I feel so good about it. I feel so rewarded. Yeah. And, and those are the moments, you know, it's so easy to focus on our failures, but there's been a lot more successes. We have to 
remind ourselves, you yes. know, keep those stored so that when you're not feeling as good about yourself, you can say, you know, but I am having an impact here. Oh, yeah. And now she's a shift leading pro oh, because awesome. she is constantly pushing herself and pushing yeah. herself. So. so now when when you started with Chick-fil-A, you were 16 and um, it was a job, I'm sure. And mm-hmm. that was it. Yep. When did you realize that you liked it, liked it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you wanted to date it, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and maybe... Um, what what drew you to that? What, why did it become important to you? That's a good question. Besides just money, because I know money right. is a part of it, right? <laughs> um, so I graduated college with a degree in editing, writing, and media. And um, I was still living in Tallahassee. All of my friends kind of had jobs, uh, you know, that they were headed off towards. And I didn't. I didn't have anything lined up. And I had actually taken a three-month break from Chick-fil-A because I was really stressed and overwhelmed, and I kind of thought that that's what was causing it. <laughs> right. Um, right. And I was I was a team leader, but I wasn't I was not a successful team leader at the time. I actually I think they took me off leading shifts because yeah. I was not successful at it. Right. So I took this three month break, did not enjoy where I was working. I was working at a restaurant as a hostess, and then um, I texted my scheduler. Hey, I'm back. Um, after that three months, the place ended up going out of business, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I texted her, hey, I'm back. And she scheduled me 45 hours that next week. Um, so um, there were some leadership changes and they said, okay, Isabel, you're going to be the morning leader. The morning leader. That's right. So I was right. working 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday, every single day, busting my butt super exhausted <laughs> um, and failing a lot, um, yeah. but also learning a lot. And then by the end of, I think it was, I think by the end of two months of just doing that, spending 50 hours in the store, I was realizing that the leaders around me were coming to me for advice and coming to me for support. And I was realizing how incredibly happy that made me to help those people around me succeed. Um, I love watching people do the best that they can. And I also loved being on my feet and I loved working with guests and I loved turning a poor customer experience on its head and having them walk out of there with a huge smile on their face. And that, you know, that's why I come to Chick-fil-A. It's great satisfaction. Oh yeah. yeah. It was incredible. So I think that was kind of the change to where, I mean, all throughout high school and college, I seriously thought, okay, can't wait to get out of here. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know, this this is good for now, but you know, I got dreams, you know, I'm going to go and use my degree. Um, And then I started kind of realizing you know, all the tools and knowledge that I learned even with my degree are applicable to this yes. environment. Sure. They so were. I and mean, when we talk about editing and improving um, people's work and giving them a voice. Right. And that's kind of what I felt like I was doing within the store yeah. is giving people a voice and, and kind of revising their their behaviors and, and giving them the tools because I knew it, they had it in them, that's you right. know. Um, yep. So that's when I started. I just started enjoying every personal interaction that yeah. I was having within the store. You know, it's funny at, at uh, Claremont, our mission is make their story better. Mm-hmm. And it's because I, I'm huge, like story moves me. And you know, when you've heard a good story yeah. and you know, you remember that movie or that play or whatever. And so I think as an editor, in some ways you literally were like taking somebody's story, which is their life. And you got a chance to edit, to make it better. And if you can think of it that way, it's not just about those interactions. It's about the fact of, no, they're a better person because of this. And yeah. it's awesome. It's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's an ed- that's editor right there. So, 
All right, so, Larry, do you have anything else? Because I have a bunch here, but I want to... Well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, time. I'm listening. I'm a, <laughs> my, my mind is open. So, so here's what I've got so far. I've got fail with grace, lead how you like to be led, duplicate yourself, the incredible need for an evaluation process that is consistent. Yeah. And, and that includes Ooh. feedback, positive yes. and negative Positive feedback. and negative. Um, and then uh, you have to be willing to give and take feedback because there's the giving part, but there's also the if if you're not living up to your end of the relationship. Oh yeah, and that's something I that's something that's been very hard for me because yeah. I've I've really prided myself on being able to lead well. Right. And when I fall short in those categories, sometimes it's hard for me to step away and say, okay, yes, I, I could have changed this. So during those evaluations, when I give them the opportunity, I don't really want to do it sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I got to force myself yeah. to allow myself yeah. to just, you know, be a sponge. That's right. Because yeah. there could be, I could be doing something that I really, I'm just not aware of. Yeah. You know? Well, and many times it's not that we are intentional. We don't go out of our way to, to think, hey, I'm going to hurt this person right. today. How can right. I do it? Yeah. But, but it's there still. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is be willing to teach. And I think that that's where, you know, when R- R- Rochelle? Roshan. Roshan, mm-hmm. Roshan. When she came to you, she was desperate. Yeah. And, and she had a situation where she was she was feeling like she was failing at every, mm-hmm. you know, every juncture. And yet you took the time to sit back and really spend time with her and teach her, hey, even if you feel like you're failing now, there's a path out. Oh, yeah. And that means a lot to a lot of people because so, so many people, I think, are just like, figure it out. Right. Yeah. Oh, Go yeah. do it. Here's what it looks like. Go right. do it. And I'm a very, please give me <clears throat> clear expectations and guidelines yeah. for how I can do my best. Yeah. And I, w- I want to give that to people because that's what I wanted. <laughs> okay. So talk about your, who, who's influenced your life? Like, because I'm sure there's people behind you that have really created a you know, mm-hmm. who you are uh as cliche as it sounds my mother yeah. she's a I, I know your mother she's yeah. wonderful she, there's nothing wrong with that there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that um my mom has been in leadership since i was a child um yeah. yep. and she's always been in some sort of leadership role whether it's in retail or you know where she uh currently works at the chamber of commerce um in claremont um So I kind of was a witness to the way that she handled every conflict from within her employment since I was little. Um, And she is, she's like, she's a go-getter. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, (laughs) She uh, she takes what she wants. And then she also is great at feedback. Um, So just kind of watching her and watching the way she parented me, honestly. (laughs) Which is fantastic. And I'm sure she'll love hearing that. Yeah, I hope so. She's given me every business... uh, kind of the character that yeah. I have in business, you yes. know. Well, and she talked me to be on a board that I had said <laughs> no to probably a dozen times. Oh, yeah, she's convincing. And only because it was her. I said, only because it's you. <laughs> and I told her, I'm not going to be very good, and I'm only half bought in, but I'll do it because you want me, you know. And it's been enjoyable because she's a she's a, a mm-hmm. person who really has integrity and oh, yeah. cares about people, so it's been fun to, fun yeah. to watch. Mm-hmm. Um. So tell us about your next step. So now you're you're leaving Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. and that's exciting and scary and yes. all those things. So mm-hmm. so what are you doing? What's your next step? Um, I am well. The goal is to move to New York in October. Um, work in the city. 
maybe live a little bit outside of the city. Okay. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe because we have to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and work in the publishing world. So whether that's as an editorial assistant for a publishing company or maybe kind of work my way into the journalism field as well, um, I'm kind of open to pretty much anything. Yes. So if anybody needs a book ghostwritten or yes. edited, Seriously. or if somebody knows somebody who maybe is in the industry and they want to push her along. You oh, know. yeah. I'm all ears. Yeah. Her, now, her mom and I were trying, we were kind of trying to talk you into becoming an owner-operator of a yes. Chick-fil-A. So was my yeah. my operator. Okay, so uh, Terry was too. Okay. Terry was, and then um, the executive director there, Jared, he, and, they and both, they wanted me to join the um, leadership development program um, that Chick-fil-A LDP, does. LDP, yeah. yeah, the and LDP travel program, and, and travel, yeah. and just kind of... And work like crazy for yep, two years. exactly. And, and yeah. that is something that, you know, was definitely in the back of my mind, and something that I, I feel like I would love it. I feel like yeah. I would really enjoy it. But I also... I want to take this leap with another passion before yep. I go ahead and do that because Chick-fil-A was my first job ever. Right. Well, and, and I feel like what I tell people that are thinking about Chick-fil-A is it's never wrong to go try something else mm-hmm. because whatever you learn there, it, whether you're successful or you're not, you'll bring that back. And and so you can always come back to Chick Fil A because maybe it's a not a right now thing, but maybe in the future it will be. Hey, so who I'm did ready. that? Who in this room did that? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I, I I did it myself, and I learned uh, every a lot of what what not to do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, by some of my failures, and and um, law school was a good thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't regret it, but I don't know that I would have been anywhere near the operator I am now. I hadn't fallen on my face a little bit too. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel where, you know, I not that I think that I wouldn't be successful, but I think that going out and Mm kind of chasing that is really going to equip me better. I think I'll be well-rounded. I'll be able to have experienced different fields, you know. Well, and I I think it's a situation where you always learn something from the adventure, always. Mm-hmm. And it there is no failure, no, no matter what. I, like, I think you're going to make it and do great. But even if it's not everything you thought it was, it, it, you're going to learn a lot. That's right. Yeah, and you'll either learn, hey, I really love Chick-fil-A, or you'll learn something that is equitable, or you'll become the next big right. editor. And you know, I hear you wanting her back. It's what no, I'm no, hearing. no. You know, that's what I'm no, hearing. No, yeah, go I out want get some more experience. So I, come back I want and her to edit. Operator. I want her to edit a future book I want to write. I'm okay. not sure. I don't know if you're an Office fan, but I'm not going to make an Office. You, you Ooh, are probably okay. I really yeah. am. What is that book that he wants to write? Somehow I manage. Somehow I manage. Yeah. So that I'm going to write a book. Somehow I manage, and she's going to edit it. So I can't wait. That's the dream job and <laughs> there we go all right so we're gonna pause here and we're gonna do a segment that we we like to do it's called this or that and we're gonna tell say two things or two names and you get to choose which one you like more and maybe why okay okay it nothing nothing too crazy okay but. great okay so the first is elon musk or richard branson and do you know who richard branson is i don't okay see this is she's Ooh. too young is what it is Ooh. richard branson you know who elon musk you know is. elon musk yeah okay mm-hmm. see it's an age thing <laughs> richard branson is the virgin sea, atlantic yeah virgin atlantic airways virgin Jesus. record store yeah, virgin, yes yes, yes. oh that sounds like someone i would like okay. i'm gonna pick richard branson. okay <laughs> <laughs> i talked her into there it you, you did <laughs> Steven Spielberg or Walt Disney? Ooh, Walt Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Why? Why? Uh, Well, you know, Disney Disney is the most magical place in the world. (laughs) Uh, Star Wars or Harry Potter? Harry Potter. 
Hands down. I knew that was, see, that's a generational thing. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I know the next one to Broadway or rock and roll, or maybe I don't. Oh, that's a hard one for okay. me. So how about favorite Broadway, favorite rock and roll? Ooh. Do you have one of each or no? Uh... Favorite Broadway person? Or, no, or show? Oh, or, favorite yeah. Broadway show. See, this is a Broadway yeah. girl because she's <laughs> taking know. it down to the person or, or show. Yeah. I really like <clears throat> Legally Blonde, the musical. Isn't that great? Yeah. That, yeah. My daughter's one. been playing one of the songs. It's about female empowerment. I'm trying to think of the name. Ooh, of there's gosh. so many. It's a great There's song. so many. Yeah. It's great. Um, and then um, rock and roll. I mean... Wow. The amount of music that I listen to, how could I possibly narrow it down? I'm still a pretty huge Michael Jackson fan. I've actually yeah, found out good. recently. Yeah. Um, started listening to some of his music and I was like, wow, I actually pretty like good. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the last one we're going to go to is uh, Florida Gators or FSU? Oh, is this even a question? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I see it on the FSU. sheet. Yes, yes. <laughs> FSU. Cold Nose. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, we truly welcome your input. And and really, you've taught a lot. There's a lot of good content, and I love getting back because this is stuff that even I don't get to do as much as I wish I did. So it's awesome to hear kind of your thoughts of uh, when the rubber meets the road. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for being on here. And thank you for joining with us here on A Server's Journey. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and you'll hear all of what Rocky wants to share with you to be good leaders. Learning to lead by serving. And if you subscribe, you'll be getting A Server's Journey moment. A quick pick-me-up to help your day. And if you like what you hear, tell a friend. Like us, share us, A Server's Journey on Facebook. And we can't announce it yet, but our website's going into overdrive. We'll be announcing more about that in the near future, A Server's Journey. So, Rocky, until next time, I'm your ever-faithful companion. Yes, you're my Jerry to my Ben. Do you like that? Do you like ice cream? A rocky road, babes. All right, there we go. Hey, guys, remember, everybody, we are all on a journey. And it's how you serve others in that role. And that's why every week we're going to be sharing a server's journey. I'm Rocky DeStefano. I want to thank you for joining us as together we learn to be better leaders.